Oh, God. Here we go. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Okay, I want to address something. So yesterday, they, there was apparently, and this is news stuff. There's nothing really to address in my life. I'm just living the dream. Anyway, so yesterday there was a missile that went from Ukraine and into Poland and killing two. Now, of course, if this is a Russian missile, that would have been that would have violated the uh, NATO treaty, and that would mean NATO would have to go in and help Ukraine kick Russia out. As soon as it happened, there wasn't very much news on it, and I thought it was kind of strange. I, I was saying to myself, I said it on Twitter. I said, "Listen, let's just wait and see what happens here." I think it would not be in Russia's best interest to try and start World War III, especially since they've lost over 100,000 troops in Ukraine as it is. Now, the, the, Polish, the Polish president sat back and said the same thing. He said, well, let's wait a little bit. I, we don't want to start World War III over something like this. We don't really know what's happening. We could do an Article Four of the NATO treaty. Article 4 means we could get together, talk about it, see what was what came about this. Whereas you've got a lot of people want to go straight to Article 5, which means we're sending troops in. By the way, that wouldn't have happened anyway. That's just not how it works. It would have to go to Article 4 or Article 5. You've got Vladimir Zelensky, whatever his name is, Zelensky, from the Ukrainian president, screaming, that this this is war. We need Zelensky wants war. Zelensky wants the West in this this war. Zelensky's really not someone I'm really trusting. Now today the United States said it was a Russian missile. Um, there were reports that it wasn't a Russian missile. It was actually an air defense missile, Ukrainian air defense missile, that just lost track. Who the hell knows? But all I can say is it's time for the president, it's time for all these guys to, to get together and say, okay, enough's enough. It's time for President Biden to sit back, give give uh, Vladimir Putin a call, if Vladimir Putin will listen, and say, hey, let's figure out how to end this. Give Zelensky a call and say, hey, you need to end this. And actually tell Zelensky, you need to end this. Because right now, President Biden is sending another $34 billion over to Ukraine. At least that's what he wants to do. That's what he's putting through. Time to end this crap. It's winter. Russia has In taken order to something. make America There's great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy And it's time to end this because we're going to end up in World War III. And trust me, that Zelensky character, I know everyone loves him. And he wears t-shirts, green camo t-shirts all the time. And looks really presidential and stuff, and I liked him too, but I think the guy's a BS artist now. I think he's a grifter. I don't think he is any less corrupt than previous presidents, and I don't trust him. I don't trust what he says, and I don't want to give him any more money. Let's worry about this country. Let's worry about Taiwan. Forget about Ukraine. Ukraine does nothing for us. Okay, so let's get to the big story. Well, Donald Trump, Donald Trump did it again. He managed another ill-timed announcement that is going to change the world. 
Those are, you know, the most important announcement in American history. The most important speech in American history. Those are his words, not mine. So let's listen to what we knew he was going to end up doing, but we're probably hoping he wouldn't. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. Oh, God. After the mess he caused during the elections, ripping absolutely everybody who was a Republican, donating very little money, and nominating all these weak candidates, I was hoping he'd hold off on this announcement. Better yet, I was hoping he wouldn't run at all. Now, don't get me wrong. If Trump's the nominee, I'm voting for him. There's no question. He was a great president. But I have several reasons why I don't like him. He bloviates. He's egotistical. He he, um, causes fires. He's got to focus on himself instead of his enemies. He's 78 years old. There's lots of reasons why I'm not all that thrilled with him. And there's a very good chance this is going to cost Herschel Walker the Senate again. He is costing, he's costing Republicans. Now, the Senate may not be that big of a deal now because Democrats already control the Senate. And by the way, we're on day eight and we still don't know who controls the uh, House. So the cheating goes on. I'm telling you, if we take the House by one, by two, by two reps, Democrats will have cheated their way to that. So I, I'm going to call that. I'm going to say it. I, I don't believe this election was legit, but that goes beyond this. But Republicans, Republicans did cost us, and Donald Trump did cost us this season, and uh, this this election season. He did not help at all. And by the way. Outside of 2016, he did miserable in 2018. He did miserable in 2020. Why should we think it's going to, and he didn't do good in 2022. What makes you think we should do, we would think he's going to do great in 2024. Now, I said this was ill-timed, and it is. First off, it is, I mean, about two years before the presidential campaign before the presidential election comes about. That's a long time. And in that two years, he's going to have to keep up energy. He's going to have to keep his base excited. I don't know if you can keep some people that excited for two years. Now, there might be some reasons why he did this. One, he's trying to suck the air out of the room. Here's President Trump. No one will run against him. I don't believe that's the case. I do not believe, for example, Ron DeSantis, Ron DeSantis is not going to be governor of Florida in 2024. He will be out of politics. He will be out of the governor's mansion in 2024 because, or 2026, because his time's expired. He only gets two terms. This is the time for Ron DeSantis to win. Okay. So, but to run, I mean, if he's going to run, this is the time to do it. And there are several different Republicans who, I got to say, are very personable, just as intelligent as Trump, and create far less controversy than Trump, that may throw their hats in there and say, okay, yeah, I'm running. Kate, um, um, Christy Nome. You've got, you got uh, people like uh, the Virginia governor. You get, there are a bunch of them. There are a bunch of them. 
There are a bunch of them. So I don't think he's going to take all the air out of the room. The other reason he might have done this is to deflect. Deflect from the embarrassment of the 2022 elections. See, he had two things here. If they had won the 2022 elections, he would have announced, if this was a red wave instead of red trickle, which it was, if he had won and he'd gone up there and he started speaking and saying he's running for president, he would have taken all the credit for the 2022 elections. Okay. But he didn't win. As a matter of fact, most of his candidates lost. So the question here, what he could be doing here is trying to build excitement even though we got our asses kicked in 2022. So kind of deflect the pain away. Now, one of the reasons, again, he's very abrasive. He's vulgar. He bloviates. But one of the things he doesn't, he also does, is he loves his country. And he knows what, he knows what path to take. Now, this, this, speech was over an hour long. So I can't, I'm not going to break this speech down. It, it, it's typical Trump. But this little two and a half minute clip, it's a little longer, but this little two and a half minute clip is Trump. It is prime Trump. Why don't you, let's listen to it. We will be persecuted just as I have been. I mean, I have been, but many people in this room have been, but we will not be intimidated. We will persevere. We will stand tall in the storm. We will march forward into the torrent, and we, in the end, will win. Our country will win. We will win. My fellow Americans, we will join together and reverse this staggering American decline, and it is staggering indeed, and we will again restore the spirit of our nation. And then we must build and raise up a legacy that will stand without equal in the entire history of the world. With your help, we will create communities where our children will grow up safe and strong and a nation where they will grow up free, prosperous, and well. We will reestablish the principles of hard work and merit and end the scourge of homelessness that is plaguing our beleaguered Democrat-run cities. We will heal our divisions and bring our people back together through incredible success. We will defend life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We will expand the frontiers of human knowledge and extend the horizons of human achievement. And we will plant our beautiful American flag very soon on the surface of Mars, which I got started. But we need everyone involved. We need everyone's help. We need to look out for one another. We need to be friends. And we need every patriot on board. Because this is not just a campaign. This is a quest to save our country. Talking about saving our country. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am asking for your vote. I am asking for your support. And I am asking for your friendship and your prayers this 
very incredible but dangerous journey. If our movement remains united and confident, then we will shatter the forces of tyranny and we will unleash the glories of liberty for ourselves and for our children and for generations. This is good Trump. This is really good Trump. This is, let's bring this country back to the way it was back in the 1960s, 50s, and 70s, where we all had patriotism. That's the kind of Trump that back in, after the war, when we were highest patriots, we, we won the war and we're celebrating America. This is what resonates with him, which I, I personally really love. I can tell you, when I was in the 70s, the 70s and 80s, it's a completely different world. We loved, there was one thing all Americans had in common. We loved America. There was none of this African-American crap or anything. We were all Americans. And we all knew what was right. We may have wanted to get to the different, like the Democrats and the Republicans. They may have wanted to have gotten to the, the end goal in different directions, by different paths. But the reality is, when Bill Clinton won the presidency, I didn't panic. I didn't think, oh God, our world is over. I never thought that. I just thought, oh darn it, a Democrat won and raise our taxes. Right? I, I, didn't, I didn't flip out or anything. And then, of course, Bill Clinton took over and it was George H.W. Bush that raised taxes, so all Clinton had to do was sit there, and he did, for the most part. And the 90s went along just fine. And then 2000 came around, you had the mess with the election of 2000, and then during you had the war that went way too long. You had 9-11, which brought us again together. We have none of that now. We have absolutely none. I bet you could walk up. So what happened on September 11th, 2001? No one could answer it. Especially if they're 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 young. They, they won't be able to answer it. Now, the beauty of his speech is that he did it off a teleprompter. It wasn't as energetic. It wasn't as, you know, he didn't go off script a lot. He did sometimes, but he didn't go off script a lot. But he showed a couple of things. He showed he loved this country. He showed he's a nationalist. And not a white nationalist before everyone flips out. Nationalist means America first. And he's a capitalist. He believes in free trade. He believes in ending regulations. He had us at energy independence. And he wants us energy independent again. And he wants to secure the border. These are great messages. He kept us out of war. He even put this out. You know, they, they kept saying it. He didn't say it very well. This is one of those areas where it sounded like he went off script. But he sat back and he told, um, he sat back and said, you know, they were afraid I was going to start a nuclear war and I shouldn't have the nuclear codes and all this stuff. And 15 minutes after he, Joe Biden's lost 13 soldiers by his crappy Afghanistan pullout. And not only did he not, was the only president in decades that did not start a war or have any any wars on him. He actually got three countries to sign the Middle East peace, uh, peace treaties, the Abraham Accords. I know he'd be a good president again. I just don't know if he's the one I want. 
Of course, this drives the media nuts. Uh, Politico announced Trump's candidacy, candidacy as might be expected. They tweeted, breaking, Donald Trump, who tried to overthrow the results of the 2020 presidential election and inspired a deadly riot at the Capitol in a desperate attempt to keep himself in power, has filed to run for president again in 2024. Wow. Wow. You'd think the media just, I, they, they hate him, but they love him too. They want him there. They want him there. CNN's ratings may actually go up. I guarantee you, if we watched, if we watched the, if we watched CNN today or MSNBC, that's all they're talking about today. They're not talking about, they're not talking about what's happening in, in Indonesia, which is kind of important. They're not talking about the FBI and DHS being interviewed about the border. That's kind of important. They're not talking about the missile that almost landed in uh, that landed in Poland and it might be a Ukrainian missile. They're not talking about that. I guarantee you all they're doing is talking about Trump because that's how they kept their ratings up. And now they're probably thrilled because it's going to be two years or they think it's going to be two years of Trump. Well, I'll tell you, I don't think it's going to be two years of Trump. I, I think Trump's going to run down. I think DeSantis is going to run. I expect him to throw in his candidacy in June, July, which, by the way, is when Trump put in his candidacy in 2015. He didn't do it, you know, two years in advance. He did it about a year in advance. So we're going to have to see how the, if the strategy works. Okay, so the, let's get to our next story here. Um, the economy, we can now is officially in a mess. Uh, congrats to all the voters out there that decided to keep these idiots in charge. The thoughts were that the rich the tech sector would be the first one hit by the recession. And guess what? It's happening. So here's what's happened in the past month. Microsoft has stopped hiring. They were supposed to, they were predicted to hire 4,000 people this year. Well, they put a hiring freeze and they've only hired 200 people this year. They are expecting layoffs. Coinbase is on a hiring freeze and they're about to lay people off. Lyft is on a hiring freeze, which is weird because Lyft, they're basically paying people to, they're basically only paying people if they, they do something. So if Lyft is beginning to uh, put a hiring freeze, that's a bad thing. Tesla cut 10% of their job force. What was that? What's 10%? 99,000 jobs. And they have put in a hiring freeze. Facebook cut 10% of its force last week. That's 13,000 jobs. Twitter cut 5,000 jobs because Elon Musk reports that they're losing $4 million a day. Amazon announced day before yesterday they are laying off 10,000 employees because they, their profits are way down. As a matter of fact, Amazon's in real trouble. Their, their stock is down 40% from last year. 40%. I had to actually read that to make sure that that wasn't a typo. FedEx is also laying off and or furloughing an undetermined number of employees. They won't say how many employees they're, they're letting go. So you can see 
a lot of the tech stuff is it going. Now, FedEx is a delivery service, so is Amazon, but the reality is they're considered tech because they can move things a lot faster due to technology. So they use technology to move. The problem with technology is that technology tends to be very expensive and their services are more of a convenience. So a lot of people, if they don't have extra money to spend, they'll actually back off of it. So here it is. I mean, Amazon cutting uh, 10,000 jobs before Christmas? Oh my gosh. The unemployment rate, you watch. It's going to be about 4.5-5% by, by January. It's going to go straight up. So good job, old Joe. Way to sit back and say how uh, there is no problem and, and we shouldn't do anything about it. The economy's fine. Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? It's not fine. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's a, Let's get this. Here's the thing. Uh, Joe Biden is for making our economy weak. That's what he wants to do. That's part of that whole Great Reset thing. It's how we're actually going to bring on, quote, the new world order, end quote. By the way, that's not, those are not my words. Those are words out of Joe Biden's mouth. Those are the words out of John Kerry's mouth. That is the word, those are the words out of Klaus Schwab's mouths. That's what they're doing. Joe Biden wants to bring us to the same level as every other crap hole country in the world. If Somalia is poor, we need to make the United States poor. That's equity. That's what I said. Equity and equality, two totally different things. You can't have you can't have one without the other. You can't have them both at the same time. It's one or the other. Need more proof. Biden said he would give $20 billion to Indonesia so they can end climate change. They can actually stop using coal. I don't know. Maybe I'm off here, but this son of a bitch is raising our taxes and creating inflation to give $300 billion to Ukraine to protect their border. And now he wants to give $20 billion to Indonesia so he can protect them against the sun monster. And then he wants to raise our taxes, hires 87,000 IRS agents to come after us. Here's something wild. We have so many problems in this country, and it's just being ignored by this administration. This administration just doesn't care. They want us miserable. They hate this country. This administration hates this country. We also need to wonder what is happening, what is going to happen in Ukraine. I don't want U.S. troops going to Ukraine. There is no reason we shouldn't be giving Ukraine this much money. This is not right. Okay. So in your last story, I wanted to do this one yesterday, but I just couldn't. So World Economic Forum Chairman Klaus Schwab was at the G20 Summit in Bali, Indonesia. From my understanding, uh, Bill Gates from Microsoft was also there. I, I don't know why these people are there. Okay, the G20 is the 20 countries with the largest economies get their leaders, get together and discuss plans and, and what they're going to do and what their goals are and things like that. Why the chairman of the World Economic Forum is there and why Bill Gates is there, I have no freaking idea. They're not, 
they, they don't run sovereign countries. They've never been elected to anything. But I do know why. Because they are the global elites. They wish to be the ruling class. They would, the World Economic Forum, there's no question here. Bill Gates has talked in front of the World Economic Forum several times. They want to be the elites. They want to run the world and create a globalist. I'll get to that. So here's Klaus Schwab. He decides to give a speech. Again, I don't know why. He is nothing. He has no say in any government. Or at least we think he doesn't. Well, here he is talking about the new world order. Of course, if you look at all the challenges, we can speak about the multi-crisis. An economic, a political, a social, an ecological, an institutional crisis. But actually, what we have to confront is a deep, systemic, and structural restructuring of our world. And this will take some time. And the world will look differently after we have gone through this transition process. Politically, the driving forces for this political transformation, of course, is the transition into a multipolar world which has a tendency to make our world much more fragmented. And for these reasons, events like this one, the G20, and so on, are the very important connectors to avoid a too great segmentation. You know, one thing that should scare us is the last thing you need is another German who's got a power, who's on a power trip. This guy sounds like a freaking Bond villain. Okay. Then just a reminder. I, I, I've read his books. I've read his two books that he wrote about the Great Reset. He has two of them out there. Okay. And this is what the Greece, Green Reset, this is what the Great Reset wants. And a couple of things about what he said. You know, the crisis and the systemic problems... Do you know who created those? The governments themselves, the COVID shutdowns. And that's what he's talking about. Co what he basically believes is that COVID showed us that the world has a systemic problem and we need a group of elites like Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates to control the world economy, control the world in case another pandemic comes up. That's what he's saying. I mean, he's not saying it directly. He says it in his books. He says the next thing is, is climate change. You think that it's possible we could actually be locked down because of climate change? Well, you may say, well, that sounds a little crazy. Well, gas prices are $6 a gallon. Don't you think that might be part of it? How many long-distance trips are you taking? Tickets to, to fly airlines, they're extremely expensive because of gas prices. So this is what the great, just, just a reminder, this is what the Great Reset wants to do. It will be controlled by the World Economic, uh, World Economic Forum, a bureaucracy of unelected elites will control the economies and the social the co economy, the so society, 
and the governance within sovereign nations. Does that sound familiar? That's the EU. That's the European Union. But this is on a global scale. And we see how well the EU is doing. They're not doing real great. China is also doing pretty much the same thing. And they ain't doing great. Their economy's about to collapse. China's, contrary to the popular belief, China's in trouble. They are not in, they're not in great shape. Okay. All countries must participate. Of course, one country we know will, two countries we know will not participate. If the citizens have their way, China will not participate because the government wants to be the global elite. They want to run the world's economies. And the United States. Because the citizens won't allow it. One of the things that the World Economic Forum wants done is to make sure that uh, our guns are taken away. And they has to be. Because the United States, we've got, we're kind of a fighting group of people. We'll revolt. And that's not something they want. Which rich countries, next part, rich countries will give a portion of their GDP to the World Economic Forum who will then distribute it to poorer countries. Does that sound familiar? Redistribution. So what will end up happening is Somalia, who is an extremely poor country, will just take money from the United States and give it to Somalia. Of course, one of the failures of that train of thought is it's the assumption that the Somali government will know what to do with that money and not steal it. That, by the way, that's in his book. But he doesn't quite go there. Of course, he doesn't go there because that would show that there's a problem with his uh, philosophy. Corporations will go under control of the WEF through the ESG, which is the Environmental, Social, and Governance Standards. In other words, you wonder why Disney is woke? We'll talk about Disney tomorrow because tomorrow we're going to talk a lot about culture unless something really bizarre happens in the news. But you know why Disney is woke? Because of because of the ESG standards. A lot of banks, Bank of America is one. They really think about the ESG standards, which was something that was created by the WEF and implemented by the WEF. Why did why did Citibank or whoever it was kick Kanye out after his comments? Why did a bunch of, of uh, monetary f- groups like uh, PayPal and Coinbase and all those others actually s- block Trump? Because of ESG. These guys are no good. And that should scare the crap out of everyone because that means if they can do it to Trump and Kanye West, Trump worth $4 billion or $2 billion, whatever he's worth, and Kanye West worth between 2 and $6 billion. If they can kick those two out, what do you think about little old me or little old you? You do it to everybody. They will have to control issues with the population. They will monitor and track people to see what they're doing, where they're going, what they're eating. what. And they call it the environmental footprint. But by the way, this is already happening. That little phone you carry everywhere with you, it knows where you are. They will control your movement and your travel. That's already happening. Gas prices are high. 
makes it very hard for people to just say, hey, let's get up and drive to Los Angeles or drive from San Diego to Los Angeles or drive to Arizona or drive anywhere. Makes it very difficult to just jump on a plane. The reason? It's too expensive. We can't afford it. We got to eat. And you notice the Biden administration, who goes with this Great Reset, isn't doing a damn thing about it. They're not even acknowledging it's happened. It's all going to plan. It's all going for this transition that they keep talking about. Transition, transition. They will control what you read and the news you consume and the entertainment you see. This is already happening. They will control what you say. This is already happening. Look at social media. Look at the news. Turn to CNN, and if you can stomach it for a half hour, watch it. What they say, they say that say, it, there's no fact coming from CNN. They are actually saying, they are actually saying all left wing talking points. I don't even want to say democratic talking points, left wing talking points, from transing the kids to gay marriage to high, raising taxes. That, that's their that's their stick. These are not facts. These are all opinions. And before we get into Fox News, let's be sure we're careful with Fox News. Fox News, not really much different. Fox News has a lot of left-wingers on there. As a matter of fact, most of their support staff are left-wingers. Fox News does, I mean, you've got Tucker, you've got Hannity, you've got Ingram, you've got Gutfeld, you've got Perino. You've got a lot of those folks there. Okay, but you got a lot of left wingers too. Um, they will control. They will control what you eat. This is already happening. There's this big push for veganism. There's this big push to eat bugs. CNN actually had somebody eating bugs. Oh, this is great. This is great. The Green New Deal, written by that moron AOC, said we got to get rid of all the cows. Where we're going to put the cows, I don't know. What we're going to do with the cows, I don't know. But they want to get rid of cows. Because they cause environment, uh, 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 climate crisis. right? And by the way, that's the other thing you need to worry about. Climate crisis. Before it was climate, a global warming, then it became climate change. Now it's climate crisis. Why is crisis so important? Because the pandemic was a crisis. And look what they got us to do with the pandemic. Don't be, again, don't be too shocked if we're locked down because of the climate crisis. That might be coming. I, think, I don't think it will in this country right now because we have way too much power as citizens. We still do. We have a lot of power as citizens. We're losing it, but people are not beginning to give it up. They'll control what you own. They want us to lease things. They want us to own nothing. Leasing your cars, you you lease your car, you you pay a lower thing. That was part of the that was part of the the whole movement. That's part of the WEF. The WEF even says you will own nothing and like it, but they say it in a tone that's positive. They mean it. BlackRock, one of the biggest acquisition companies in the world is buying up property and leasing it. Why? The economy crashes. 
you've got an elitist company like BlackRock. They go out and they buy all the property. Their goal is to own all the property and lease it to people. Of course, and, and that is happening. That is happening with BlackRock. You know what the problem BlackRock is having? They can't afford it. It turns out there's a lot of land in the world. A lot of, a lot of land in the country. They're actually having problem, having problems with their with their bottom line now. There will be no shareholders. There will only be stakeholders for these corporations. Shareholder, I invest in a company and I get a profit. I get a piece of their profit. Stakeholder, everybody. The person down the street that happens to eat the hamburger that my corporation produces, they're the ones we're concerned about. Screw the shareholders. I mean, it's basically undermining capitalism. And why do this? Once again, to create a global utopia. Does this sound like sane stuff? Doesn't to me. But they believe in this crap. And we voted into office people that agree with this crap. They really believe it can be done. Well, here's, here's another example. This is Budi Gunadi Sadikin, the president of Indonesia. And he's doing his part. And in this case, he's talking about monitoring. Now, mind you, there's tons of monitoring. The United States monitors people through our phones. It, it's happening. Through our computers, it's happening. Every time that, that phone rings up, would you like to know, can I uh, let this app know your location? That's monitoring. You heard, yes, or day before yesterday or yesterday, I put in a, a, a clip where a guy said, yeah, we need digital currency. They don't want paper currency. The reason they want digital currency is they can monitor it. Well, this guy has a different idea about it. He thinks we need to implement passport, digital passports because he feels it's important to monitors people's, monitor people's movements. Why? You, if you haven't guessed, COVID, of course. Here he is at the G20 summit saying this crazy thing. So let's have a digital health certificate acknowledged by WHO if you have been vaccinated or tested properly then you can move around. So for the next pandemic, instead of stopping the movement of the people 100%, which clogged the economy globally, you know, you can still provide some movement of the people. Indonesia has achieved, G20 country has agreed to have this digital certificate using WHO standard, and we will submit into the next the uh, World Health Assembly in Geneva as the revision to international health regulation. So hopefully for the next pandemic, we can still see some movement of the people, some movement of the goods, and movement of the economy. Oh, so they will let us do some traveling. Really? Some traveling. And by the way, uh, let's say we have our vaccination. Up. Let's face it, COVID is over. You're going to catch COVID. I'm going to catch COVID. If you haven't, I've caught it twice already. I'm probably going to catch it again. We're all going to catch COVID. COVID's done. And then what we do is we develop an immunity, right? And then that immunity goes on. So he's going to make it so that if we want to move from country to country, we need a digital passport. And they'll let us move some places. You know, thank you. They'll, they'll, they'll throw cake to the, to the serfs. 
But unless we have all our... And by the way, how is the next pandemic... How is that digital passport going to help the next pandemic? Doesn't the fact that there is a pandemic mean there's no cure for it and they need to figure out a cure? But we need a digital passport. So if I if I didn't get my my cap my uh, COVID boosters, if I don't get my COVID boosters and uh, I can't go to Indonesia, even though I've caught COVID twice. By the way, this crap is happening in China with their social credit score. This this is happening in China. This is the the digital certificates that we talk about. It's already happening. Now they want to implement it throughout the world. So I can't travel to Indonesia or England or wherever unless I have this little thing that said I was a good sheep and I got my shots. That did nothing for me. I mean, let's remember, Joe Biden had COVID twice within a month and he's had like 85% 85 boosters. The guy's 90% of his body weight is booster. Okay, I ran a little long today, but I thought this was kind of important. Uh, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. I have two videos up on Rumble. So go to Rumble, type in Dumbasses Talking Politics and take a look at them. I think they're kind of fun. Have a good day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.